down the rabbit hole. This is another Deep Purple Touched album, and, and it sort of ripples within ripples, isn't it? You could go further and further, and I'm really enjoying doing that. And I've touched on an album here, which certainly has people who were touched by Deep Purple and touched by bands who were touched by Deep Purple and people who were touched by people who were touched by you you know what's happening here. I've gone for an album that I thought I'd heard. I thought I'd heard this album when when it first came out. And you know what? I think I fooled myself into thinking that I had heard it because I'd heard tracks from it. But I don't think I've heard the full album. So I was really interested to to acquaint myself with it. It's the Blue Murder album, which came out in 89, 1989, not 1889, that would be different. And really, there's some confusion around this, and I'm still confused. But I'll come to that in a minute. First of all, this is a, a band who should have been... I mean, they were created to succeed, surely. You've got John Sykes, really, and it is his band. He's the one who's leading it. And this is the band he forms after parting ways with Whitesnake, after their phenomenally massive-selling album, you know? You've got Tony Franklin, who's played with The Firm and loads of other bands on bass and so well thought of. Cozy Powell was linked to um, to the band early on, ultimately replaced by um, Carmine Apis, or Apice, who was, was Vinny's brother, of course, and who's worked with so many bands, so many rock bands, from Cactus on, you know? Been doing this for decades at this point. Um, and, you know, these are great time-served, brilliant musicians. Came out on Geffen, big label, produced by Bob Rock, big producer, John Kolodner involved, big mentor, and now some of the confusion. Because Ray Gillen, who was thought of as... Such a huge, brilliant talent. Worked with um, with Black Sabbath, of course. And he was in this band for a few months, but I don't know whether it was um, Kolodna's influence or whether there were arguments with Sykes. There were, both of those reasons are cited. I don't know which it was, but he didn't stay with them for very long. And the, the feeling is that they thought that once they had a solidified... Um, group or um, foursome I suppose they could foursome threesome threesome they could think about getting a, a vocalist down the line and it seems like it was it's John Sykes who's singing on this album is it or is some of it Ray Gillen I don't know who that is because the production is very 80s so really it sort of washes out all, not all the character, but quite a lot of the character from the voice. So I think it's Sykes. Anyway, this album surely was, you put your money on it being a winner, would you not? Music critics liked it. It didn't do that well. 45 in the UK, 69 in the States. And a lot of people are talking about why that I've said why that didn't happen, lack of promotion, some um, issues in the band, that sort of thing. But actually, listening to it, it's probably because these songs don't stay with you very long. They're big and they're flashy. Starts with Riot, big beat, flashy riff, 
synths are in there. It's very 80s, this album. There's a kind of hair metal vocal, a busy solo. The solos here are, I mean, they're very busy and they wiggle quite a lot. There is a real assured feel to Riot, but you never think, well, that's that's something which I'm going to remember for a long time. Same thing with Valley of the Kings. There's a kind of atmospheric Kashmir feel early on to this. The singing has a real AOR feel to it. Big basses in there. I like Tony Franklin getting the bass in there. The keys pop. But again, doesn't really stay with you for too long. Out of Love is a standard 80s chart synth ballady track. Billy's more interesting. Has a sort of Miami Vice backing drum machine sound. Then starts with a bit of a gallop. Picks up some Fleetwood Mac, Lindsay Buckingham type feel. And then we get an 80s rock rush with a heartfelt AOR chorus. Huge burning solo. That's really nice. And they finish with something a bit quicker. Black-hearted woman. There's a more metallic feel to that riffing. This is what I wanted for them, actually. A sort of faster feel. A burning and a bluesy solo. Something that doesn't just give you more notes per minute than you really might fancy. I want some emotion in there as well. A lot of the time, this does sound like The Firm. You know, the the Rogers and... Um, not Hammerstein, that would be something different. The Rogers and... Um, Paul Rogers and Jimmy Page band, which I really want to like more than I feel I can. It, it sounds like a bit, a bit of chart stuff. And this sounds like stuff that has a lot of the sharp edges knocked off. The production's quite syrupy. I don't think it's something which you can... You, you can't feel the anger, the rock. You can't feel any of that. It does sound like something that's destined for the charts. But the tracks aren't catchy enough for that. It's caught between two stools. Actually, it's caught between a, a shop window full of stools. If it was a stool seller, that would be... A kind of apposite metaphor image for this it doesn't really sit in any camp and that's one of the main issues so whether or not it wasn't popular because of promotion or issues within the band it's the songs that don't stand out for me and that is the real problem shame but there were bound to be some blips in this purple touched album series there's loads to go at and this one doesn't scream blue murder if it did i think i'd be more interested ta ta